Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest show on And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode of the show where we're going to be talking about 2012's Hotel Transylvania, directed by Gendy Tartakovsky. So gather the kids around and get ready for the hoopity boopities of Adam Sandler and the hijinks of Kevin James as we talk about a, an animated movie a little later on in the show. And I'll reveal how long it took me to watch said movie. Stay tuned. <laughs> but, of course, we're joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Gold Geek Keith. Oh, did you say whoopity boopity? Whoopity boppity? Oh, you know what I don't say? Blah, 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 blah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I don't Marco. say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> talking actor. Oh, ho, ho, you know, God, like that didn't get old fast. Yeah, you zinged right past me, didn't you? No, well, that's all right. Oh, anyway, uh, as you can tell, we are joined by the psychotic simian, the Prince of Moore's Day. Yes, get funky with it, monkey, because we have Hotel Transylvania to talk about. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, baby! Welcome to Talking Terror, folks. The number one horror radio broadcast in all of the land. Every Wednesday night, we are coming in your ears from nine to eleven with the latest in horror news plus exciting movie reviews you will never hear anywhere else. You just remember to share the love of your favorite radio broadcast and follow Talking Terror on Facebook and Instagram, baby. What is up, my boo crew? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> um, and of course, last but not least, we're joined by the very opinionated, very esteemed, very educated, the Mike Dean, everybody. Welcome them back. Yes. Yes, yes. And I'm so excited for, for tonight's episode for a variety of reasons, but there's uh, there's a main reason, and we'll get to that later in our discussion, but I couldn't be more excited to be part of this evening's edition of Talking Turn. It's going to be so much fun. Just, mm. <laughs> just it's, um, ah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, boy. Um, sure. Why not? It's just, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about it much later on because we have horror news to talk about and other things to catch up on. Uh, I'm still really not that much farther into Gen V than I was last week because I just decided to watch John Carpenter's Suburban Screams on Peacock instead. It's only six episodes, and it's pretty fucking good. So if you guys want to see real-life horrors told to reenactments, Suburban Screams is fucking legit. Hmm. Covered during directs one episode. But it's just, it's cool because it's basically like people telling their stories, and then it gets reenacted, kind of like Unsolved Mysteries. And it's like 42 minutes ah. per episode. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, Carpenter Sack. does the... the... <laughs> no, no, because you got John Carpenter doing the narration at the beginning. But he does like the uh, intro where he's uh, like, yep, uh, don't trust uh, your next door neighbor. 
I got paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> They're paying me to do this shit. I'm John Carpenter. Gee, do you ever wonder why they don't <laughs> solve the mysteries and unsolved mysteries? <laughs> <laughs> Except when they have the fucking and this mystery and fucking comes just... out of nowhere. This mystery mm-hmm. was never solved. <laughs> That's why it's an unsolved mystery. Holy shit. No, but that was the problem with unsolved mysteries is the fact that they would fucking have it, and then you'd be like, oh, shit, like it was never solved. All of a sudden, update, and they would fucking slam the music so loud. You'd be like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck, we're going to get an update on the frozen body they found in the tundra back in 1985. And you'd be like, well, under circumstances, the person died of natural causes. No longer an unsolved mystery. It's like, well, that's it? No. I was hoping for some fucking serial killer to make that happen. So it's just some fucking lame two-second thing, you know? It's Robin Stack just being like, yeah. But when you find out about how serious he was about that show, how fucking militant he was about fucking being over everybody's shoulders when they're writing out the scripts, like, shit. It's like a Robert Stack just standing on his shoulder. You got a good narration for me yet? Got to be good. I'm Robert Stack. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can we go home now? Not yet. That's the real unsolved mystery. Why you guys can never go home? Like, oh shit! We're an unsolved mystery. <laughs> you know, I, oh, God. Anytime that fucking theme song hit, I was fucking hooked as a kid. I'm like, oh shit, it's time. <laughs> See some spooky shit. <laughs> and then, of course, Rescue Nine One One right afterwards also had that fucking cool ass theme song. And William Shatner just fucking being like, yeah, what happens when a grandmother falls down a flight of stairs? Find out next in Rescue Nine One One. It's always like the awkward kid wearing the oversized Adidas shirt running to the phone. Hello, no one won. My grandmother fell down the stairs. And Timmy was never the same after that event. Like, of course he wasn't. He just saw his grandmother fall down the stairs. What kid is going to be fucking normal after that? Well, fuck it. At least he got to visit the fire department and got to ride in the trucks. Woohoo! <laughs> Only like that fun. <laughs> Best day ever! <laughs> Can't wait until he tells his fourth grade class all about that weekend. Grandma, A plus, Timmy. Oh, that took a dark turn. That's not Rescue 911. That's Unsolved Mystery. Because Timmy actually puts her down the stairs. He's a psychopath. Oh, shit. Right? All because he wanted to ride in the back of the fucking ambulance. No one ever got a faded to black He was just always so nice in class. Never really understood why all those strangled cats ended up in his backyard. It was weird. But, no, he was a good kid otherwise. He just said they just died of natural causes. <laughs> Clearly, all of their necks are broken when we uncovered the mass grave beneath the house. <laughs> Whoops. Oh. No, that, no, that was the Dean's pick <laughs> three weeks ago. <laughs> what was my pick three weeks ago? Oh, voices. Don't listen. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, we could be talking about that later on, but we're not. We're talking about Hotel Transylvania later on in the show. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, ghoul or monkey, do you have anything you want to talk about before we go to the Dean in the Horror News Department? Yeah, I've got I a little something not. here. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to jump in real quick and just say that Super 7, with their reaction figures, uh, has come out with a couple new releases that are pretty fucking cool. Uh, one of them is, this one's been out for about a month now, is that they now have a Svengoolie figure, you know, to add to their line, which hmm. is cute little fucker, you know, in three and three quarter. Nice. And, you, you know, as always, they're about 20 bucks. But also, just released is three figures, 
from oh, one of my favorite science fiction movies of all time, Disney's The Black Hole. And it's, again, $20 a piece. Ooh. Yes, The Black Hole. And they have mm. a, bo- a bob of... Don't you remember? <laughs> no, that's no. the Black Cauldron. <laughs> that oh, would be well, the Black Cauldron. My bad, wrong movie. I just heard black. <laughs> the monsters and castles and castles and monsters master. No, I was talking about the the Black Hole, which is the Black Hole. I tried... I trying to cash in on all of that Star Wars action that was going on. But, uh, yeah, they put out a Bob figure, a Vincent figure, and a Maximilian figure. And, yeah, it, they look super cute. And if I had the cash, I would definitely be getting these and adding them to my uh, geeky-ass shelf full of Boba Fett's. <laughs> what, the black hole ones? Yes. Yeah. That's Love the that one movie. with uh, Anthony Perkins, right? Yeah, I remember yes, seeing it that is. as a kid. I had the book. Yeah. I had the pop-up book yeah, when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah. yeah, that's the one where Eddie Perkins gets fucked up oh, by Maximilian. <laughs> fucking scarred me as a kid. <laughs> yeah, the other movie that wasn't Psycho that he did. Because apparently everybody's like, oh, I'm going to be Psycho. And he's in a ton of fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Sam Gulley is a very cool one, too. But, um, all right, very cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to look out for those. Super 7. Always so expensive for those little fucking packages. Uh huh. Like, uh, yeah. God, low price a little bit. <laughs> you know, there's so many of them I want yeah. to get, but they're just so fucking expensive. <laughs> but that that was the weird thing about these uh, black hole figures was they weren't like the normal uh, Super Seven reaction, you know, kind of molding. They looked like they were a little little bit more detailed. So that that's why I was just excited to see them. No, that's still very cool, man. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I have to check those out because I do remember uh, the black hole from when I was a kid. Like I said, but uh, and Spangoolie, of course, I still watch him on Saturday nights. Um, Hell yeah! Especially when he started doing like the uh, more modern eighty. Well, I shouldn't say modern, but like eighties horror movies. When he pops out with like Killer Clowns or The Car or something like that, I'm like, oh, finally, it's not a movie from the 1950s. Thank Christ. <laughs> I'm so tired of the fucking monster movies from the 50s. But he's like, well, that's all that's in public domain. Like, okay. Come on. You're single. You get some money. <laughs> you got, some yeah, you got a little bit money. of cash now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But still fun. But, all right. So that being said, Dean, uh, the floor is yours. What are we talking about tonight for Horror News? Uh, well, the first thing uh, that I want to say, it's not like fully horror news, but there's little elements of it there in there. And we talked so much about this particular film uh, in, in its, uh, you know, in its journey to the screen, uh, the small screen, and uh, then our thoughts on it after we watched it. But uh, being that it was such a big hit uh, for Amazon Prime, uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, is going to be back to make a second Samaritan film. Uh, oh, he will sweet. Be teaming up. He'll be teaming up with the writer of the original film, uh, Baraji F. Shoot. Uh, he will be writing it. Stallone will be producing and starring. Uh, and while there are no real details yet as far as release date or story, uh, the anticipation or what is anticipated is that the story will be picking up end of the events of the first film. So Stallone will be back for more Samaritan. Mm. Was it any good? I never saw it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I thought it. it was really fun. 
<laughs> I mean, I might give it a rewatch, but I mean, for me, like, honestly, it felt too much. And again, I'm obviously in the DC Marvel category of, of film watching and, and so forth. But sure. I do just love, I love superhero films in general. So, you know, I, I don't mind mm-hmm. seeing a product that doesn't come from, from either of the two big ones. But at the same time, too, I do, I guess, hold certain expectations based on the way things are made these days. And I feel like Samaritan would have come out around the same time as, like, let's say, I don't know, fucking Steel. The Crow. Like the, it, exactly. Steel. You know what I mean? it, okay. Yeah, it feels yeah, like I, a, I, a it, 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 had, it feels definitely like a mid-90s that vibe. comic book movie. You know, and like if that was done on purpose, cool. Um, it's just not for you know, like 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 he says on American Idol. It's just not for me, dog. Um, you know, so <laughs> whereas there there might have been some some aspects of it that that were interesting. I feel like the the big twist of that movie was just so fucking like so in your face the entire time that there was yeah. like no surprise whatsoever. So you know, I don't know. Well, it's uh, probably better than Meteor Man. No. No. That's fair. <laughs> Leonard, Leonard I like Meteor Man. Kind of stuff. <laughs> I think I'm the one person who actually likes Meteor Man. I watched that. You also probably that like stuff. Blank Man. <laughs> I love fucking Blank Man, dude. Fucking love. Yeah. <laughs> no, I fucking love Blank Man, dude. Like. I saw that in the theater. I fucking rented it. Like, I fucking love Blank Man. Just, it, how can you not like it? Just, it's so much fun. Damon Wayans at the fucking height of his career. David Allen Greer. Joe Polito. Man. Fucking movie slaps. But, no. Again, I'm the only one that actually likes those two movies. Is it because I like black superheroes? Fuck yes. Did I like Steel? No way. Because Steel is just wrong in so many ways. Shaq didn't That's even like because it was Shaq. <laughs> no, well, it's because they never made a Shaq Fu movie. I think that's why he was pissed. Because he just never really got to make a proper Shaq Fu movie. <laughs> just got Shaq. stuck in Steel Town. Fuck, fucking Shaq Fu. <laughs> Available on the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. <laughs> hey, it happened and we let it happen. <laughs> it exists for a reason. Because he was riding on high. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, Hopefully, now he's riding, and, and now he's riding with the general. <laughs> I'm just glad I never owned it. Um, but I definitely oh, exactly. played it. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely rented it. <laughs> yeah, no, I played it too. I've, I've rented it a few times, but I actually did own Blank Man and Meteor Man on tape. It's because I was that fucking cool. I was like, oh, man, you know, everybody's going to love these movies. Nobody did. Everybody fucking hated this. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. If I, can, I have that renaissance, it's fine. You know. Just got to give them a second watch, especially Meteor Man. Meteor Man, I think, deserves a lot more credit than it got back then. Because it was, it was basically just don't take a fucking Superman. But it was just better than Steel. Like, just nothing just can make Steel a good movie. That's... Yeah, I was gonna say you can't really stand like be like well, it was better than steel. It's like come on, man. Absolutely, <laughs> it was. No, Way but I'm saying to use that as a comparison, steel. though, it's like because steel was just oh god awful. 
Well, just when you know about the superhero itself, and then you just find out what they did with it, that's yeah, just terrible. But all right, Dean, what else are we talking about? It is the Halloween season, and while no, uh, there is no, for better or for worse, new Michael Myers feature to grace our screens this October, uh, <laughs> there is a new Halloween match made in terror mobile game now available on it's the great. mobile app stores. Uh, in this, apparently, you live out the story by solving puzzles that intensify uh, as you get further into the game, uh, and you complete these puzzles to help you stay one step ahead of Michael Myers. Uh, I just heard about this game today. I have not played this game. Uh, King, you said it's great. Would you like to provide some additional context about what we're talking about, please? I mean, it's a standard match three game. No, it's a different one. This one is like officially licensed, so that's why they're kind of touting about it. But it's a, a typical three-match uh, three game, you know, kind of like Bejeweled Blitz or any of those games where you have to match three similar colors and things like that. But um, in this Halloween game, like, you have to match uh, the Rabbit and Red Lounge uh, matchbooks, Loomis's coats. Um, you have to find Michael's match when he was a kid. Um, and there are, like, cutscenes to the first movie where – He's driving and chasing after Laurie and Annie and, you know, and stuff like that. And Loomis coming out with his gun and Loomis gives you his gun so you could shoot uh, more of the targets. I'm on level 20 right now and I'm about to give up because it's too hard. I'm like, fuck it. But still, I'm halfway through it. It's like level 20 and you have to like rebuild this old house for some reason. Like it's weird, but it's a side quest, but just a lot of fun if you're looking for something to waste time. Yeah. Rebuilding the old family home. it's not, it's not even like the Myers home. It's just some random fucking home. It's in the video game. It's like, oh, you got to refix the uh, the mailbox and clear away the ivy and fix the windows. And it's like, oh, so we're just working for straw oh. realty at this point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, got pulled, you got pulled into a secret garden game. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, but it's a, it's a great time waster. Like, it's, a, it's one of those things where it's just if you have some time to spare and you want to waste it, then, yeah, definitely play the Halloween uh, game. A lot of fun. Yeah, and you might even like it, Dean. You know, if you like those match-type games, I do. I'm a sucker for them, so. And yes. get in. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm uh, glad that you've had so much I fun playing your game. I am a fan of those games. And, oh, he's back. Uh, you know, <laughs> back, in, back in 2009, uh, Halloween-themed film from Mike Darty. Uh, hit the screen, trick or treat I'm talking about. And Mike mm-hmm. Dowdy has told us uh, that there it's is urgent. finally going to be a trick or treat too. Uh, he Earth. says that hey. he will be <laughs> returning to write and direct. Uh, he says that the script is great and that trick or treat two is in an, I quote, very active development. About fucking yeah, time. So. <laughs> it's like we've we've only been hey, here for what, uh, like tw- twenty years now. <laughs> oh, I would say easily since the movie came out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that we've been we've been talking about getting a, a trick or treat too. You know, as long as it's not Krampus too, I'm okay. Like I'm I'm ready for a you know a, a trick or treat too, but yeah, I just don't want another Krampus. I still can't enjoy that movie. <laughs> I try so many times. Not good. Oh, well, trick or treat, yeah. too. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, because... It's the monkey's favorite. Because, yeah, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, <laughs> trick or treat? Yes, it is. Um, no, no, crap it, and, crap it. 
Oh, <laughs> but when we covered it on the show, it's like, yeah, the ghoul had brought us some really good points about because uh, Sam is the essence, the spirit of the holiday. You know, he is Solomon. You know that you can do this throughout any point in time. It doesn't need to be, you know, a sequential sequel. It's like you can take have these take place at any time, and you know, I think it would be cool if they just did it as a show and just, you know, this episode. Hey, we're jumping to this century you know this episode we're jumping to this decade you know this and that just to show the different you know beliefs of the time and how they were kept up and all that kind of stuff and yeah i thought it was an awesome idea by the ghoul that he came up with don't you mean sam hang the hell is sawin it's sam hang (laughs) god get it right monkey did you want anything (laughs) about a pleasant halloween too (sighs) yeah yeah, I learned a child. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Michael, it's Sam Hain. It's evil. Harvest of death. Yeah, no. Two of them I know it's solid. <laughs> damn it, Michael. How many times do I have to tell you it's Sam Hain? Solid. That that's what, that's what Corey's part. name was going to be, except, you know, they just they decided not to go that route. <laughs> oh, well, he's like, hey, I'm Sam. What's your last name? Oh, it's uh, Hain. Your, your fucking name is Sam Hain. Yeah. We just uh, moved in next door. We're the Haines. That's, that's, that's me, Sam. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. He's evil. Oh, that's the ghost of Loomis. He just kind of stands outside my house and points at my window and says I'm evil. He he's on a tape recorder and everyone's on the tape recorder just turns on. <laughs> hey Sam, get your ass away from there. Uh it's on a fucking loop again. <laughs> it would have been a better movie than Halloween ends. I would have seen that fucking movie if fucking Sam Hain moved in next door to Lori. Oh no, like, this is fucking great. It's so much better than the Corey Cunningham story. <laughs> which we got. <laughs> but all right, very cool that uh, trick or treat too. What else is next, Dean? I will tell you, King, and this is a brief one, but, uh, you know, even though there's already been the final destination, like, they just can't stay away. Uh, So this time, there's going to be another final destination. And I'm just here to tell you that they have announced... uh, Well, the the final destination Uh, was like the fourth movie. There was a fifth one after. I know, I know. I know. Yes, there was. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm here to tell you about is that this time the name that is very original and has never been used before in the realm of horror, but this is going to be called Final Destination 6 Bloodline. (laughs) Damn. Wait, now they're adding an... Oh, wow, they're adding a semicolon. They they said Bloodlines. (laughs) So they're just copying Pet Cemetery at this point. What or a Hellraiser. Or Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I just I love the fact that they're adding the subtitles now. Final Destination. Bloodline. Like, oh, no. I kind of liked it when it was the Final Destination, and then they just said, you know what, fuck it. Final Destination 5. Like, how about just call it <laughs> not another Final Destination movie or something? I don't know. Something fun. Something for us. Like, we can be like oh, is it going to be a parody? Is it going to be serious? <laughs> you stay for the 10 minutes and then you have to sit through the rest. 
Damn. It's true. I'm only here for the cold open. Then I'm going to leave. You can just tell me what happens afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but you have to watch part five because it's a trip at the end. Um, yeah, that's true. They do kind of fuck you up at the end of that movie. Have you guys seen five? Yeah. Or am I the only one seen part five? Like, no, I no, I have not. I've, okay. I've watched them all. I've watched them all multiple times. Yeah, the the, the whole wrap, yeah, uh-huh, the wraparound was 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 something. Yeah, it, it, it took a lot. Uh, it took a lot to get me behind that. Yeah, uh, you know, the only thing I'll say about five is I guess it was somewhat. You know what? I'll say it was better than four, but that's only yeah, because. Yeah, absolutely. The Final Destination was made for 3D, so all of the effects, everything that goes on in that movie is all about, like, it's so digital because it's supposed to be in 3D. So that movie loses all of its effect when it's not in 3D. That's the monkey's favorite one because it takes place at a racetrack. I did enjoy that. I that that open was fun for me. I'll be honest, especially you probably when really, they got you to the fence. You would have liked it in the theater. You would have liked it in the theater. <laughs> yeah, in exactly. the theater, it was like straight up, full on 3D. It it was almost like watching VR, fucking NASCAR. Like that's what it yeah. was like in the theaters. Oh, sweet. 3D in the theaters. <laughs> yeah. Got race cars, so you know he his dick got really hard when he saw that. He's like, "Oh shit!" Oh, race cars in this one? oh look at the oh, monkeys, people! Oh. Oh. There it is, rock hard. <laughs> get, get out your magnifying glass. <laughs> what do you mean the race cars aren't the rest of the movie? Oh fuck this! I'm out of here. It's only in the first ten minutes. Stuff <laughs> this whole movie is going to be about racing. No, get tricked every fucking See, time because because I saw this movie when we covered the original Final Destination and I had downloaded this one by accident and I was like I don't remember this at all in the movie and I was like ooh NASCAR fuck it let's, <laughs> let's watch it <laughs> wait why are all the people dying I thought this was like NASCAR that I downloaded illegally <laughs> nope 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 it's a movie <laughs> that's what you get so have to stay tuned for Final Destination Bloodline so, all right, Dean, what's next? So, <clears throat> next year, the Halloween season 2024, you will be able mm. to sink your teeth into the reboot of Blackula uh, coming mm. from mm. MGM, Ron, and Hidden Empire. Uh, with director Dion Taylor crafting a modern reimagining of the Blackula tale that will be set in a post-COVID metropolitan city where Blackula is feeling the thirst for revenge. That's going to be a weird one. But I almost thought you said Dion Sanders, and I was like, the football guy's a director? Dion Sanders? No, Deion Taylor. Taylor. Okay, but no, Taylor. Deion Taylor. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just that Black Hill is such a 70s black exploitation thing. I mean, I don't know. I guess you could make it for a modern audience. I mean, I guess they're, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's tough. That's did they already try that? What? They already, they already did a remake, and you loved it. It was Vampire in Brooklyn, King. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was kind of. But uh, Vampire in Brooklyn was actually good. 
I actually enjoyed Vampire in Brooklyn. I'm like a lot of people who are like, eh, that fucking movie. So, nah, it, it definitely was channeling Blackula, but it wasn't like so in your face exploitation. Like, it was kind of it like Blackula and Boomerang. Not quite. <laughs> it was. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I would tell people if you want to watch Vampire in Brooklyn. It's, it's Blackula and Boomerang, you know, kind of mashed together. And <laughs> you have that movie. It's just, it's a shame that movie just doesn't get more likes because I think that movie's good. I just watched it recently. Um, again, I should say, because I've watched it a million times, but I was like, you know, the movie's actually funny, uh, scary at times. Eddie Murphy actually is good as a vampire. And Kadeem Hardison, fuck it. As Renfield, he's, he's perfect. I mean, you can't ask for a better Renfield than fucking Kadeem Harrison. You know, from a different world and, and from Death by Temptation, like, he's fantastic. But I don't know. I think even then, it's the 90s when they did that movie. So I think now in 2024, do Blackula? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, Times have changed so much. I, I just I don't know. And you said it's supposed to be like a co- like a post COVID movie, Dean. A post COVID so, metropolitan right. city is the setting. So basically, modern times. Uh, yeah, 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 isn't everything I post? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, wow. All right, we're talking about COVID again. Well, here we go. All right, I don't know. I just I think it could be. I mean. If you're going to fucking remake Blackula, then just do Blackenstein, too. You know, throw that in there. You know, get the whole fucking, you know, black extended universe going. You know, Blackula, Blackenstein, you know, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde, get that going. You know, that actually exists. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, the BCU. The, you know, the black cinematic universe. It would be great. And Richard Roundtree could be in it, but unfortunately, the fucking master passed away. Shaft is dead. I actually had to watch Shaft again this afternoon because I was so sad and passing away. I was like, dude, the, the man, the Mac Daddy of them all. God. Richard Roundtree, one of the greatest. Yeah. I wish I had met him. Never had a chance to. One of the best. Oh, cool. But... Where'd you meet him? That... Oh, I said I never did. I wish I had. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I thought yeah. you said that you had met him. My bad. Oh, please, if I had met him, I would have been fucking just telling about it. I would have been so excited to talk about that. <laughs> but no, uh, just fantastic. <laughs> you know, him, Fred Williamson, uh, Jim Brown, like just talk about fucking amazing actors for the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah it's just fucking Jim Brown. And, and William Marshall III, <laughs> but Jim Brown, oh, yeah. Like, one of the greatest action stars. Who would have thought, you know? I mean, you could put O.J. Simpson in there, too, but... You know, outside of the uh, Naked Gun movies, I don't really think you can talk about them anymore. <laughs> but, all right, so what else are we talking about, Dean? They say that <clears throat> Dan Trachtenberg is going to be crafting a new Cloverfield mm-hmm. film. Uh, he said this is going to be mm-hmm. a really cool sequel. He says that this particular film is going to be doing away with the Cloverfield anthology approach and that his film is going to be a direct sequel to the original Cloverfield film. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. I'm ignoring all the sequels and only sticking with the original film. Yeah, which just kind of sucks because I love 10 Cloverfield Lane. I thought that was a fantastic yeah, that was a good one. movie. Again, an, yeah, another movie that I feel like people really need to check out. You know, um, John Goodman's fantastic in it. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. But, uh, you know, 
Then there was the Cloverfield, uh, was it the Paradox? I think that's what it was called. I think it was Paradox. It wasn't very good. Yeah, it took place in space. It was it was okay. It was like a prequel to, to the Cloverfield movie. Um, I don't know. I'm yeah, a fan of Cloverfield, so yeah. The one that was uh, the one that was on Netflix. It was like that. Uh, it, it was during the pandemic. What the Cloverfield oh, was after the Super Bowl? Was it? Yeah, was Something that the like post Super Bowl one? Yeah, oh, it was right bad. after the Super Bowl that it, that was on Netflix. Yeah. Paradox. Yeah, that, that was it. I just oh, that's right. It was it was before COVID. My bad. Yeah, it's 2018. Yep. That's how, how mixed up my brain is with that fucking Netflix release shit, man. Because some movies came out and they just, when I think about them, they just don't feel like they should have ever been released. And if I remember right, Paradox kind of felt like that. So, yeah, it just it, it just felt like a fan film. Like it didn't really feel like a real movie. Like I don't know, there's something just kind of off about the whole thing. You know, and I watched it right after the Super Bowl when it was on Netflix, and I was just like, ah, it's mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to do, but, yeah. But give me a sequel to Cloverfield, and I'm I'm great. I saw that movie in the theaters, and I was like, this movie fucking rips. Everybody else was like, this kind of movie is stupid because we have Godzilla. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, monkey, I know. Even back then, he's like, the Godzilla exists. And I'm like, yeah, but Cloverfield's hey. good, too. Let us have Whoa, 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 whoa. I, 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 I never – uh, yeah, I never dissed it because it was another kaiju film. It was saying that the big G was the only kaiju that should ever be out there. I never said that, okay? I just said it was found footage mm, style, and that's not my thing. All right? <laughs> I don't know. And All I ever hear about you is stroking the big G's dick, and you're just like, that's the only one. That's the only one. Respect his fucking name. And I'm like, okay, oh, fine, fine, all right. I'll be over here with the Cloverfield t- people. Okay, so you forgot when I was talking about Gamera. So you forgot when I was talking about Gamera about a month ago. That was coming to Netflix. Well, uh, it's another big G. You're stroking his dick too. (laughs) Yeah, just call me (laughs) cricket. Just call me cricket. (laughs) 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 Captain fucking Kaiju over here. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Kaiju. Mad monkey. Captain Kaiju. Come to the USA Network this Saturday morning. Oh, Captain Kaiju, Captain Kaiju. Come to the Captain Kaiju. You know that's Captain Kaiju. That means I need to have, I need to have like six women dressed in sailor outfits, you know, dancing behind me. See? Exactly. You got to have six women dancing behind you. You got to be wearing a wizard suit. Yeah. Just holding everything. No, I gotta be. Like, no, I have to be wearing. You know, I have to be wearing an officer's uniform, and they need to be wearing sailors' outfits. That's how that shit works. <laughs> uh, I guess. Yeah, I think you want to look like more like a, you know, a gang boss, but okay. <laughs> you know, no, no, the the goal is seeing enough anime. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. But let's move away from the casting couch. And what else are we talking about, Dean? What's next on the agenda? Oh, 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 oh. So, uh, we know <laughs> that the, the Universal, original <laughs> Universal Monsters uh, UHD 4K transferring box set has been uh, pushed back to next year. But I am also here to tell you that for next year, uh, there's going to be a Universal Monster official coloring book uh, that is going to feature all of your original Universal favorites. 
this is going to be a coloring book that is 64 pages, and you can get your pre-order in now, $12.99, and you can then wait until next summer, July 16th, to be precise, when it will officially be released. Ooh, not forget about that. Like, when the fuck did they order a Universal Monsters coloring book? Nope, <laughs> that's right, last year. <laughs> Just like my Night of the Living Dead figures that came in. I ordered it, and a year later they came in. I was like, oh, that's right. I did order these, and I was sober when I did it. And there we go. <laughs> now they're here. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot cooler than the monsters we're going to talk about later on, but, you know, the good ones. But, you know, I mean, it's all right. You know, we, we digress. But, <laughs> all right. What else are we talking about, Dean? Uh, so this one I want to talk about real quick because the folks over in NECA have sure. uh, a new figure available. And this NECA, new NECA figure high, is NECA, a creation of Tom Atkins' character from Halloween 3, Dr. Callus. And uh, yeah, you can yeah, order Chalice. your – sorry, Chalice. And you can order this figure uh, for the <laughs> low, low price Chalice. of $75. <laughs> That's a douchebag. <laughs> 75 well, that's, that's how much they're wow. charging for it? $75. Why is it 75 oh. bucks? That's, that's more expensive than a normal NCA figure. Does it come with his blood? Yes. Uh, let's see. I'm, <laughs> I'm just getting the, the figure out right now. In the figure up right Inside now, just to give you some additional context. I don't know how much these things cost, <laughs> so I don't know if that was a, a lot or not. But as I pull up the information... Uh, this signed bundle. Uh, mm, signed. The, That's why. the oh, likeness signed. of Tom Atkins. Uh, this clothed action figure stands eight inches tall. It's fully articulated. It includes two beverage accessories and comes in window box <laughs> packaging. Uh, the exclusive bundle includes the action figure and a silver shamrock poster autographed by Tom Atkins himself. Oh, see, they, I mean, that, that's not bad than 75 bucks. That's worth it. If you're getting an autographed coaster, you know, with, with it. And, yeah, it does come with a beer can and a beer bottle. So it's literally Dr. Dan Chalice, which deserves some respect. <laughs> but, I mean, if you've seen it, Monkey, you, you could just tell that they just took the Night of the Creeps Tom Atkins uh, figure and just fucking put new clothes on it. That's all they did. They just put a tan jacket <laughs> they and a flannel did. shirt on <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but it is still, it is still a good sculpt. It's like again, the he- you know that Tom Atkins he- head looks really really good. You know, like, I saw the post on the Talking Terror page, and yeah, it's just. But yeah, you are right. It's just <laughs> they pretty much treated Tom Atkins like a Barbie. It just gave him a new outfit. It's the Mad Malibu Tom Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep, they gave him the beer bottles and that's it. And just, I mean, I just, I, because the anniversary of that movie was a couple days ago. I think three days ago was the anniversary of Halloween 3. So I watched it over the weekend. Yeah, it's just, I love the fucking scene where he's talking to his ex wife on the phone before going to Santa Mary. And he's like, yeah, uh, this is a doctor's convention. Uh, I got to go. I'll talk to you over the weekend. And then he grabs a six pack off of the fucking phone booth next to him and runs to the fucking car where uh, L.A. Grimbridge is. <laughs> Priority. <laughs> We're going to go find out where her, why her dad disappeared, and you're bringing a six-pack along. And then he stops for a bottle of whiskey once he gets to the fucking town. And he's like, oh, man, this guy's always sauce. And then he's just banging her as soon as he gets back. I was like, this is the greatest time back in this movie ever. Like, there will never be another <laughs> Halloween 3. 
where he's just like, yeah, I, I got to investigate your father's death, but first I want to suck on that titty for a little while. Like, God damn, <laughs> Dr. Dan Chowers, he is a fucking hero. And, yeah, I just I adore him. And I know next year, uh, doing June, they're going to do the whole Living Dead weekend at the Monobo Mall, and they're going to be celebrating that of the Creeps and Creep Show 1 and 2. Tom Atkins is supposed to oh, be really? there, so fingers crossed. I could save my money and actually get my ass out to Pittsburgh. Because uh, that, that's on my bucket list is to meet Tom Atkins just once and be like, dude, fucking you're the king. <laughs> I want to have a beer with you, and I just want to fucking talk about how much you just fucking inspire me, man. <laughs> just with, you know, Halloween 3 and Night of the Creeps and your creep show character where you just fucking smack the shit out of your kid. And like, that's why God made dads, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Abusive motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully. I mean, he's going to be there all three days next year. So I was like, just please don't die before then, Mr. Tom Atkins. <laughs> hopefully that liver can hold up, you know, another year. We'll see. <laughs> Get up there. But, um, so, yeah, very cool. I mean, I don't know. 75 bucks isn't bad, but that's one of those things where I wish I was still drinking because if I was, I would fucking buy it tonight. <laughs> I swear to God, if I was still, you know, hitting the bottle, I can't. I'd have it in my shopping cart right now. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I got paid today. No. <laughs> you know, the, the, the dry end, he makes responsible decisions with his money, unfortunately. <laughs> no more surprise purchases after midnight when he's laying in bed and he's half drunk. Oh. He's like, ah, fuck it. I'll just throw that in the cart. Yeah, nothing like those, you know, 2 a.m. eBay <laughs> decisions. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I man, have I made a bunch of those. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I've made so many of those. Yeah, it's after 2 a.m., and I'm drunk, and I just hate half a, I eat half a sub, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go on to the old Bloody Disgusting website and see what they got. I'm like, ooh, look at that shirt. <laughs> well, it's only $45. That's what happens to me, man. never going to fit. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask, Dean, Dean, does that happen to you, man? <laughs> like with vinyl uh, and it stuff? It does. Yes, it does. The, <laughs> amount of, uh, the amount of vinyl records that I own uh, due to intoxicated purchases uh, definitely make up a portion <laughs> of my collection. Yeah, that's like me and my DVDs, my Blu-rays. That's why I have three copies of City of the Living Dead by Luchia Fulci. No idea why, but I hit three for some fucking reason when I went to go check out. I think I was putting in my, my PIN number, and I just accidentally hit three, so now I have three copies, and, like, they're just wrapped. <laughs> I was like, but I have the one I could watch, but now I have two other copies. I don't know. Just, you know, if you're out there and you're drinking, just throw your wallet somewhere where you know you're not going to find it until next morning. You're going to be a lot happier if you do. You don't want to have access to money when you're fucking hammered. And Dean Ghoul, you know what you're getting for Christmas this year from the King. City of the Living Dead on Blu-ray from Blue Underground. All right. Because I have nowhere else. <laughs> no, but honestly, I was actually thinking about having a contest on the Instagram page because I do want to get rid of these fucking extra copies. So I was going to put, like, one up for a contest on the Instagram page. But, hey, you know, what's your favorite Fulci movie? And the King will send you a sealed copy of City of the Living Dead from the Gates of the Hell trilogy. Like, I don't know. I just want to get rid of it. I'm tired of fucking staring at them. They're just sitting there wrapped, and I'm like, why are there three? And I'm like, oh, it reminds me of my drinking days. <laughs> so <laughs> one of these days, I know the dean and the, the, dean and the uh, ghoul run the Instagram page. We'll have to take a picture of one of the copies and send it to them, and they can make a contest. See if it, I mean, we got like 50,000 fucking fans on Instagram for some reason, so one of them's going to fucking want City of the Living Dead. <laughs> one of them's going to have an interest. <laughs> 
one of those fans. We do have a massive amount of fans on Instagram, which is awesome. But all right, Dean, what else are we talking about? Well, I did want to mention uh, when talking about the Tom Atkins figure is that the other night, uh, for the first time in easily 35, if not 36 or 37 years, I watched mm-hmm. Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Wow. All right. Still hold I, up or no? Nice. Very so, cool. What's what was interesting to me is that I remembered almost every detail of like the first twelve to fifteen minutes, except for the part uh, where uh, the android pours gasoline on himself in the car to car- cause the explosion. I didn't remember that, but I remember that there was an explosion in the car. But I remembered everything else: the headlights coming around the bed, bend, uh, the guy. Uh, running with his mask into the hotel, the android coming into the hotel and fucking up his nose, uh, and then uh, the explosion of the car out of the parking lot. I could not believe how vivid uh, my memory was of, um, of, uh, of that. Now, once that car explosion happened to the rest of the way, aside from the song, I remembered nothing, like nothing at all, like nothing even rung a bell. Uh, nothing, wow. nothing rang, nothing rang a, a piece of my memory that said, "Oh yeah, I kind of remember that." Like I remember the song. I didn't remember the middle of the song where they say "Silver Shamrock," but I remember the you know two more days till Halloween. Like I remember that completely. Um, prized that I liked it as much as I did. Like I definitely enjoyed it and have a good time with it. And like the thing that I've been thinking about since I watched it, and this is re- in, re- related to Tom Atkins, and I'm curious. You know, to, uh, you know, I know the king has such high regard for him. Is is that? I, I'm, I've been trying to figure out the right way to say this. Like, is it funny? Is a sexual predator? That Tom Atkins. No, ca- no, no, no. no. Uh, is it funny that Tom Atkins was able to do everything he did in that movie, given the fact that he was just a doctor, or was it funny that Tom Atkins? was a doctor and did everything that he did. Like I've been f- trying to figure out the language. I know what I mean, but I've been trying to figure out the make, to make the language make sense. And I've actually been struggling with it when I think about it, but I think it's really like, funny. Should a doctor be able to be an action hero like that? Yeah. The, just, just the whole, what really funny to me was like the whole presentation. Like he's in the hospital in his hospital gown doing his doctorly duties and then he takes off his jacket and he's dressed up like he's a like a lumberjack truck driver, like strutting through the hospital like he's going to chop some fucking wood. And then, yes, ends up being a fucking <laughs> action hero, like running and jumping and, and, and fighting. And like, I just like I was just it was just really uh, funny to me because he's not an action figure, an action hero. Like he's just a fucking doctor. Uh, so that, so that was that, so the whole Tom Atkins thing, the, the whole Tom action, you know, he is an action figure. Uh, but he's in the in the film he's an action hero and it was just it was just very like Tom Atkins in this movie was just very funny to me. Um I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I, I, I you know, Season of the Witch is the you know, obviously the black sheep in the in the Halloween movie universe and you know, people love it, people don't, like you know, but I I I really kind of enjoyed it, you know. Like I like I thought it was like totally fun to watch, and I like I don't know what compelled me to watch it. I feel like maybe even the last year or so, oh, really, I've been Christ, thinking obviously. to myself. Yeah, well, I've been thinking to myself. 
um, you know, I, I, I think I want to, like, check out Season of the Witch. And I finally decided to throw it on. And, uh, like, I, I, I was, like, really, like, I had a really great time watching it, for real. It's a lot of fun, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, and the fact that he's so convincing with everybody that he interacts with in that movie, like, he goes to the coroner's office and he's like, hey, babe. How about you uh, go ahead and uh, give me the autopsy results? She's like, oh, Dr. Callis, I can't do that. He's like, come on. She's like, okay, for you. And he's like, that's a girl. He's like, oh, shit. Like, Don't make everybody just around, his dick. <laughs> and then he walks well, around. He's got his arm around her. And, you know, Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, obviously the reason why he could be a action hero in this film is because it's fucking he's a man. You know, and like that's the thing. Back in in this man's time uh, in this universe, man. he's a man. Like <laughs> doctors aren't like, you know, I don't know, like 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 effeminate esque. Like they're not manly men. You know what I mean? But in in this world, they are. They're fucking. They're every man beer swilling fucking like sitting on the fucking couch watching football types of guys in this world. You know, but again, it's definitely it's, divorce. It's, it's yeah. a totally different universe. Well, completely, you know. And, yeah, they're definitely divorced. They definitely have children because you see that. And I love it when he comes stumbling into the house in the beginning of the movie with that fucking paper bag. And they're like, hey, kids, got your fucking Halloween shit. And they're like, well, we got separate shamrock masks. Yay. And he's like, fuck it. <laughs> That's your present <laughs> for Christmas and your birthdays. Like, Oh, thanks for the rubber mask that you found at the back of the liquor store. As you know, he definitely found those at like a 7-Eleven when he's buying cigarettes. He's like, oh, shit, the kids. Uh, just give me a couple of those masks and then a carton of cigarettes. Now, you got it, Dr. Chalice. You're my favorite customer. No, man. Yeah. Those are high-quality masks, man. He took the time to go to a store. You just can't get silver shamrock masks at a 7-Eleven. No, he didn't get them that. So he didn't get them a silver shamrock. His wife got the silver shamrock mask. He came in with that paper bag with the the mask with the string on the back, and they're like, mm. "No, we don't want these. Mm. We have silver shamrock masks." And they're like, "Woo!" And he's like, "Well, fuck." Hey, he, he just I'm, got. I'm, he's like, "Well, whatever." He came in with real '80s masks, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. No, he, yeah, he came right. in with the, the no. He came in with the real absentee dad type shit. Where it's like, you know he was out drinking for a little while. He forgot about the fucking kids. Stopped at the liquor store to buy a pack of cigarettes. And he's like, yeah, throw a couple of those fucking things in there. Well, you got, uh, what do you got left? Oh, you got the hobo and the clown? Yeah, all right. Uh, fuck it. I got a daughter. <laughs> That's all right. She could be the hobo. The son would be the clown. Uh, you know, I don't care. <laughs> you know? Just in a perpetual state uh, of always drinking. And then, like the dean said, he, he's also a doctor. But you don't see him being a doctor much because he's just, Apparently not very good at his job because you see him a little bit in the beginning and then he takes a nap and then the guy kills himself in the parking lot and then he's a detective. So he basically pulled the Quincy because Quincy is a coroner, but he's also a police detective. I was going to say. Half hour of the episode. <laughs> yeah, because at maybe first, you, like, Quincy's maybe, like, oh, wow, I'm doing an autopsy. Did yeah. you ever get told what kind of doctor he is? Maybe he's like a chiropractor or like a doctor of mathematics. He could be a doctor of something Or a doctor of sex. For all we know. He could be. No, he was a doctor no, getting based on Based on what he was doing in the hospital, especially after that one dude was getting killed, like I got the sense that he was an MD. Oh, absolutely. Because that was a small clinic, too. That wasn't like a, a fucking Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. That was like a very small town clinic, which I was surprised. I was like, that looks like it should be in Haddonfield. 
and the Haddonfield Hospital looks like it should be in this movie because it's it's just two completely <laughs> different hospitals. But and apparently neither of them have anybody in it because both of them only have like two patients in the entire fucking hospital, one nurse and one doctor. Because you know there's no security whatsoever either. You know, so don't worry about that. Doctor Chalice is security. He's got Mister Right and Mister Left. Not afraid to use the him. Fucking manly man. Doctor by day, baddest by night. That's right. You, you fucking need that shit. Because he fucking immediately takes charge, and he's like, some shit's going down, got to find out. And then Ellie Grimbridge shows up, and he's like, real quick, though, boyfriend, what are we talking? All right, you're single, cool. How old are you? Oh, you're 22? Perfect. How old am I? Don't worry about it. I'm the man here. And you notice he only hits a woman when she becomes an android. Never slaps a woman when she's normal. It's only when she's a vicious monster of a robot. Does he strike her down? So, see, he's not your typical male. Doesn't just strike a woman because he's drunk. No, it could have been, you know, or her saying it's yours over and over again. And he's like, how? We only got together yesterday. Stop saying it's mine. I told you I got my balls snipped. (laughs) That's why I did it without the condom. Dr. Dr. Chalice, like this. He's he's not the hero you want, but he's the hero that you need. That's that's what that's what I always think about him. You the know? hero that you get. Ray Cameron. <laughs> well, yeah, he's going to come stumbling in and make a lot of mistakes, but at the same time, he's the one that's going to stop the evil fucking matchmaker from killing all the children in the world because apparently there's only three channels. <laughs> I still love that ending. Oh, apparently there's only three channels on TV. No, nope, no, nope, yep. The third channel. It's not off yet. <laughs> It's 1982. We have more than three channels. Not in this fucking world. It's still 1955. And you can just make a phone call to the one TV person. Hello, TV station? I need you to turn off the fucking commercials for me. Based on nothing. I'm just a guy at a gas station freaking out. everybody. It's a small town. He didn't throw that cloud at all. He was just like, hey, listen to me. (laughs) Some shit's going down. Like, is that you, Dr. Chalice? Shut up. No, it's not. No, I'm sober. I haven't had one drink since yesterday. I don't believe you. You call this TV station all the time saying, stop it. See, that would be a gruff and great sequel. Tom Mackens just calling TV stations yelling, stop it. Uh, it's Dr. Chalice again. He'll tire himself out. Let's let it go. But, all right, what else are we talking about? Let's see. Let's see. What else are we talking about? The 1986 rock and roll horror classic film, also titled, like our earlier discussion, Trick or Treat, uh, is going to be... One is Trick or Treat, one is Trick or Treat. Excuse me. uh, It's going to be... (laughs) It's going to be hitting streaming for the very first time uh, this Friday the 27th. Uh, to coincide with the release of the new Blu-ray 4K UHD set, uh, it will be hitting uh, Screenbox on the 27th, and that is the 1986 rock and roll hair metal classic Trick or Treat. Which we have also covered on the show. How fucking yeah we have. Sammy Kerr fucking rules, man. You got that soundtrack by Fastway. Shit, that fucking movie rocks. And it's even got Skippy from fucking Family Ties. As the fucking hero, believe it or not, folks. <laughs> and Ozzy Osbourne is a TV evangelist. 
It's the 80s. <laughs> Anything goes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, if you guys out there have not seen Trick or Treat, unlike the mother who's going to say Trick or Treat, I know, we get it. Keep correcting the fucking poor Dean all night. Trick or Treat, I get it. It's Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Because we're getting closer to the fucking movie time, so I'm going to be real hard on the monkey. <laughs> W-A-N-B-C. Yeah. Yeah, all right, Big Bomb. W E M B C. Very cool about trick or treat. Thank you, Monkey. All right, but what else are we talking about, Dean? The <clears throat> excuse me. The um the posters uh for the upcoming uh Thanksgiving film. Uh, have started to come out, and they all pay tribute to classic horror films. There are Thanksgiving posters in the theme of My Bloody Valentine, Friday the 13th, The Mm -hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, they're all very cool. They're on the Talking Terror page. Check them out. uh, November 17th can't come fast enough, man. I can't wait to fucking see that movie (laughs) in the theater. It's only like 15 years too late, but still, I can't fucking wait. So ready for this movie. (laughs) All right, so what else, Steve? The upcoming Guillermo del Toro Frankenstein film I had talked about maybe the last time time I was on the show, where uh, I talked Mm -hmm. how Mia Goth, Andrew Garfield, and Isaac Isaac had already been announced, but then they announced the casting of uh, Christoph Waltz. Uh, they've now released what characters uh, these actors and actresses are going to be playing. First, uh, Andrew Garfield is mm. going to be playing Dr. Frankenstein. Mm. Uh, Mia Goth is going to be playing the bride. And Oscar Isaac is going to be playing the monster. And while it has not yet been officially announced, the, the general thinking is that Christoph Waltz is going to be uh, playing Dr. Pretorius. He should be Dr. Frankenstein. That would be my, that would be the way I would go with it. But, you know, Andrew Garfield could be good. I just, I, I, I see Christoph Waltz in that, that part. I think he could add real good uh, crazy to it, but that's all right. Can't win them all the time. But I'm still looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. But but they already kind of ruined it because they said The Bride. And I'm kind of like, oh, I thought it was just going to be a, a Frankenstein movie. But, no, oh, they included The Bride. Yeah. I guess he's just trying to do everything at once because he's like, I don't know if there's going to be another one. No, let's just fucking get it done in one. So, got to give it to him. Yeah, yeah, but if he's it. trying to base it off the novel, the, but if he's trying to base it off the novel, then he's sticking with it. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how far he wants to go with it, I guess. I mean, you know, because he could go all the way in, but I just, I don't want it to be kind of like a, a Frankenstein meets Bride of Frankenstein type of thing where it's kind of like, a hybrid of the two, it felt kind of natural in the Mary Shelley novel, the novella, as opposed to, you know, kind of just smashing it together. But we'll see. I mean, I have faith in them. Like, I'm excited for it. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I just like, you know, I, Oscar Isaac as the, I mean, yeah, I guess as the monster is okay. I mean, it's better than fucking De Niro. I mean, I'll take anything. Yeah, because I was going to say, they, yeah, because I was going to say, the De Niro they, movie, they, they, they also tried to bring in the bride as well. <laughs> uh-huh. Dude, yeah, I just I yeah, something is being very generous. <laughs> oh, oh, we man. covered that. We covered that when we 
we were still oh, doing yeah, the whole, uh, you know, sequel two, versus. Two I think that was like one. one of the. I think that was the yeah. first uh, Battle of the Monsters. I think we did the original Frankenstein versus the remake. Mm-hmm. And we did the Dracula one with the original Dracula versus the uh, Coppola Dracula. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just think like having De Niro was just. You know, I know the monster speaks in the book and everything like that, and it's intelligent, but I don't know. You just see fucking De Niro's face, and you think it's going to have a fucking New Jersey accent. You know, it's just it's <laughs> terrible. You just don't do it. Oh, what are you talking hey, about? Dr. Frankenstein. Hey, oh, I'm over here. Dr. Frankenstein, you created me over here. They're going to call me Frankenstein. They're not going to call me the monster. Like, I just, I need to get free. You promised me a bride. Where the fuck is my bride? Like, just shut up. I don't want to see this movie anymore. It's terrible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so looking forward to it. But, all right, Dean, what else are we talking about? Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> uh, I don't want to, there no, were... No, I'm saving that for uh, you know, there were, there were a couple of weeks ago, there were betting lines about whether uh, Exorcist Believer was going to hit streaming uh, by Halloween. Uh, and <clears throat> what has happened is that it has. Uh, yesterday, Exorcist <laughs> Believer uh, has hit the home streaming services for rental. Uh, it did globally limp to the hundred million dollar mark at the box office with uh coming in just over a hundred with a hundred and seven million dollars uh you know which you know on its estimated 35 to 38 million dollar budget is a little bit of a tidy project but profit but nowhere near uh the the anticipated money that they were hoping to make on it so uh, if you have not yet seen the new exorcist film and you want to watch it from the comfort of your own house you have the opportunity to do that now and in addition to that uh, a much more successful uh, film at the box office uh, coming to HBO Max on this Friday the 27th uh, after taking in a tidy $257 million at the box office, you will have the opportunity to check out The Nun 2 uh, from the comfort of your own home. Mm. You have it. Good thing that Universal dumped that $400 million into the exorcist. Really yeah, I was going to say, man, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they made 100 so they're you know, only 300 in the hole. <laughs> so, all right, got to wait for the sequel. That's what we're really going to make our money back. The first one is a test. It's fine. Uh, I mean, the again, I can, I can, thank, really I can thank the dean for bringing it to my attention in the first place, uh, the, the whole deal that they had going on on Voodoo, which gave you both seasons of the Exorcist TV series for, uh, for only five bucks. Um, and and mm-hmm. I can happily report that as of where we're at, which is about six six episodes deep into the first season, it is much better than Exorcist Believer. Like, worlds above. I, I told you it was good. I'm glad that you're watching it and checking it out. Giving it a chance. You know, a lot of people didn't when it first came out on TV, but, yeah, I told, it's, it's good uh, television. Yeah. So. I would say, yeah, the, the the thing I would be most upset about at this point is that I should have watched it when it came out. I don't even remember. I don't think I made, like, a conscious choice not to, but I think it was just that it was on Channel mm-hmm. 5, and it was just not something I was, like, really, like, thinking about at that given moment. It was, uh, that was yeah, a weird I mean, year for me, just, 2016. Well, even that is that they didn't – they weren't really heavily advertising that show like they should have been. 
Like they, it was very just kind of low key advertising that show was on TV. Like a lot of people didn't even know it had a second season. Like that's just how little Fox put into advertising the show. So, you know, it wasn't entirely like you said, where it's just like, yeah, it was just a weird time. And no, it's, they just didn't really do a great job at advertising that it was on. And then, you know, but like, like you're doing, you're watching it now and you're like, well, this is fucking great. Like, yeah, it's just, unfortunately came out in a weird time and people weren't really checking it out. Um, but, all right. but uh, Dean, you have anything else you want to talk about? Pardons? Uh, yes, I'm going to tell you that once again, uh, Mike Flanagan is mm-hmm. entering the world of Stephen King, where he will be writing, directing, and producing uh, the Stephen King story, The Life of Chuck, uh, which was in King's 2020 anthology collection, If It Bleeds. Uh, Flanagan has announced the full cast and the names that uh, stuck out to me uh, were Mark Hamill and Matthew Lillard and Mia Sarah and Tom Hiddleston and Heather Langenkamp. Um, So that is the Stephen King story, Life of Chuck, that will be being brought to the screen from uh, Mike Flanagan. It's not a bad short story that was in that book, uh, If It Believes. Probably one of the better ones. Um, you know, it, it, I'm it. interested to see how. They, well, I'm interested <clears throat> to see how they do it because it's it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a reverse uh, haunted house story, if you will. But I'm looking forward to seeing. I mean, it's got a big cast already. You know, Matthew Lillard, I know, just joined the cast and a bunch of other people. So let's see, uh, you know, how it turns out. I, I'm not going to watch it because Mike Flanagan, but you know, I'll just wait for people to tell me if it was good or not. What is your problem with Mike Flanagan? <laughs> He hasn't Doesn't done like anything him. that I like. Nope. Hasn't done anything that I liked. But how do you does, know that like, this, wow. this won't be, how do you know this won't be the one that, that changes your mind? Yeah. He you doesn't like me down so many times. Before I can well, that's not true. You nope. do like Dr. Sleep. I don't mind Dr. Sleep. It's not the worst, but yeah, I, I so haven't like been Dr. watching Sleep? in a while. So. Well, that's because of the content. That's not because Which of the went to bed too last yeah, night, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's a very good bedtime movie. Definitely a good movie to put on before you go to bed. I mean, I don't even say that jokingly. I say it's like that. But no, it, like his movie Hush sucked. Um, Oculus sucked so bad. Uh, Absentia, nope, garbage. Um, Haunting a Hill House made me want to fucking die. It just was so bad. Uh, Bly Manor, trash. Like, I just, I don't like anything that he does except Dr. Sleep, but that's because I like the Stephen King book and I like the material. But, you know, I just, I, 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 Life of Chuck, yeah, no, somebody will tell me about it. And I'll just be like, oh, cool. Glad I didn't see it. But, all right. Uh, yeah, what I, I, I got to start watching The Fall of the House of Usher, actually. That, that is on my Netflix fucking to-do. Oh, yeah. I got a whole bunch of shit. I got to catch up on Loki. Um, I guess now two two episodes. No, the next episode's tomorrow. So yeah, I'm an episode behind on that. I'm an episode behind on Gen V. So I'm lacking. Oh yeah, yeah really. Gen V. Catch up. I'm still way behind on Gen V myself. I'm only in episode like five, I think. So yeah, I'm way behind on that. But I'm further behind but, you. Right, I think I've, I've watched. I've definitely watched three. I might have watched four. Yeah, I haven't got very far. Um, all right, is that it, Dean? Or do you have anything else? So, 
I, I have already said that I am done, King. I'm so glad you were paying attention to my words. Uh, I was so busy trashing my Flanagan and I forgot. I just I enjoy doing it. I just yeah, don't like so, it. So, <laughs> so you, should, you, should just, you should let it go, King. It's not worth it to jeopardize the continuity of our program to share your thoughts on Mike Flanagan. Well, I'll do it, you know, just because I enjoy it. But, you know, one day maybe he'll make a movie that I actually like. I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. But, you know, maybe one day. But anyway, uh, we're talking about a much different movie, uh, and that's Hotel Transylvania from 2012, directed by Gendy uh, Tartakovsky over there. Uh, Mad Monkey, this is your pick. Uh, give us a synopsis, what you thought about it, and uh, let's get through this thing. All right. <laughs> this is the story of a world where monsters are feared by humankind. This is also the story of a world where humankind is feared by monsters. For fear of being hunted down and murdered, Count Dracula has built a fortified resort where monsters of all kinds can come and relax in a safe haven free of humans and their endless persecution of their kind. That is until one day a lone human stumbles his way into this refuge and into the heart of Dracula's daughter. Is a zing strong enough to break the centuries-old bigotries that humans and monsters are mortal enemies? Find out as we enter the gates of Hotel Transylvania, bitches! Yeah, now! Despite what the king may think, this is in no way a mere quick revenge pick. Ooh, you picked a murder party and I didn't like it, so I'm going to pick something that you don't like. No, king, I'm not that petty. This isn't a revenge yeah, pick. Yeah, you this are. This is a very... Nope. This is a very, very premeditated pick. You see, the ghoul and I have been planning this since last Halloween. <laughs> We're like, what fucking Halloween prank can we pull on the king? What's going to get to him at Halloween time? Oh, he fucking hates family films. Oh, he fucking hates Adam Sandler. Oh, and then you add the rest of this cast as a bonus on top of it? Hell yes, it's going to be Hotel Transylvania, your new favorite movie and soundtrack. Yeah, Ghoul and I have been planning this for so fucking long. <laughs> so good. That's so good. <laughs> Uh, see, oh, I can just hear it already, the excitement in your voice. But, so welcome. aside from all that, as a bonus, <laughs> you're welcome. Welcome, <laughs> uh, so I'm You're welcome. <laughs> so aside from all of that, as a bonus, I personally like this film. I really like this film. Yeah, Adam Sandler's in it. But... It's a more restrained Adam Sandler in this film. Like, they don't give him free reign. Yes, Sandler brings his buddies onto the, on board as well, but they, too, like, do pretty good jobs as voice actors, and they aren't all over the place being caricatures of themselves, like, in Grown Ups and sh other shit where Adam Sandler brings his crew in. Uh, like, I'm always a sucker for cute romances in animated films. Yes, romances, not hentai. Um... But <laughs> I love monster movies, and this film is like just got some really good solid animation in it, with simple designs, but tons of layering and tones in it that like just you know really make the film beautiful to watch. Um, but this movie is like a a really good gateway film to get your kids into monsters and monster movies. Like when your kids are at that certain age, like around four or seven, and they watch stuff literally over and over and over again. It's like ghoul, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, when they hit that stage, when, like, a film is over and they will immediately start the movie 
over again and just keep on doing it. You put this on, you know, cute little movie on, and, like, the kids are going to know who all of the monsters are in the background, who they are, you know, what are their names, where do they come from, you know, what are the powers. And then you, as a parent, can take the time to watch more movies with them about these other monsters. You can take the time to read them the stories about these monsters. You can get them stuff plushies about these monsters. Next thing you know, you know, the room looks like a fucking Universal Studios back lot. <clears throat> but as a parent, it's also okay to actually enjoy something that your kids want to watch other than fucking PBS kids programming. So, yeah, I say as a parent, embrace this movie for what it is. It's just simply a love letter to monsters, and I have a great time watching it. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. What do you think about Hotel Transylvania? Oh, uh, you know what? Listen, man. Uh, so it's similar to like how, how the monkey's going, right? You know, you're having kids, they, they, yeah, they make movies, right, for children. And it seems like your kids always really, really, really enjoy the ones that are just absolutely fucking irritating, annoying, and terrible. <laughs> Most of the time they have, like, zero fucking value to them. The, 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 the life lessons there within are, 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 are fucking, like, just negligent or just not even, like, real to, 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 to whatever the current society is fucking holding. And they always have some kind of fucking earworm song or some kind of fucking character that your kid, like, even though this character is the most annoying fucking thing on the face of the planet, and, like, if you saw it in real life, you would be taking it and grabbing it by its legs and, like, slamming it onto the ground and against walls and, like, beating it like a fucking wet towel that you were trying to dry the fuck out. That's the one that your kids just absolutely love and adore. And you're like... <laughs> so like you've ever seen like the awkward smile the the one chick from like the the award ceremony and she's like eh, but, but that's how you feel as a parent a lot of times so every once in a while you, you you do get something that is at least palatable the real rarity is ones that you like really enjoy yourself and you're like wow man like this movie's fucking you know this is just as good for me um this one kind of falls in like a little bit of the in-between, between palatable and enjoyable. There are some moments in this movie that like actually make me laugh, you know? And of course, as a fucking, a child myself, fart jokes get me every time. So, you know, when, when Frankenstein's ass farts behind the mummy <laughs> and, and, and he blames it on, on the mummy, I'm fucking, I'm like a big goof. I'm laughing about that here. You know, uh, but aside from that, there is a lot of that typical, uh, I'll give it that Adam Sandler kept the Adam Sandlering down to at least a bit of a minimum, you know, like he is portraying Dracula and like, yeah, I can tell obviously that this is Adam Sandler playing Dracula, but it's almost like watching Nicolas Cage play Dracula, you know, like it wasn't. It wasn't the full-on Adam Sandler show, you know? He wasn't fucking giving you the, the, the sounds and the things that you, you typically get out of Adam Sandler. There were flashes every now and again. It did happen. But, again, like Monkey said, you know, like the, the usual cast of characters. All of his friends are in this movie. But if you actually watch the post-credits, not all of them are even named. 
you know, like the the, the 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 bigger actors are the ones that end up like taking taking precedence, and they're not, you know, it's not his usual crew of like Alan Covert and, and all of those guys. Uh, like I don't know where Rob if Rob Schneider is in this movie. I don't know where Rob Schneider is in in this movie. Um, maybe he was the whatever that beast thing was that was in the hatch that you know he, he yells downstairs to after Jonathan falls into it. Um, but like I recognize Dante. As soon as he walked in. Now, if you watch the the the, the, the credit sequence, Dante's name is not in that in that credit. So, like, he didn't get credit for it, but he is in this movie. Uh, you, you can always recognize his voice. Uh, <laughs> the, the, listen, as far as kids go, they do enjoy the Mavis character. You know, girls like the Mavis character. I don't know if anybody likes the Jonathan character all that much. I kind of found him to be fucking annoying. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. not, it's always nice to see the monsters and. And Buscemi is the werewolf is fun. So, uh, again, the, the movie's palatable. I can enjoy it. I've never seen any of the sequels. And, you know, this isn't like something I visit regularly. So it's like, you know, I, I watched it on Hulu. And, and, and yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch it again because it was something that me and the kids can sit down and watch and enjoy. Right. <clears throat> Dean, what did you think about Hotel Transylvania? Uh, this was one that I... Kind of, and I know there's been several, and I know it was a hit, but I kind of just vaguely remember it. Um, and when it was announced uh, last week that this was going to be the film pick for our show, uh, when the Monkey said it, I, didn't, I wasn't even aware that this was a, excuse me, an Adam Sandler uh, film, along with all his usual band of cohorts. Uh, so while you know, this film is, you know, not necessarily like my cup of tea. Like I thought that it was certainly entertaining for what it was. And I can see uh, how this maybe is even like a, like a good choice for, you know, modern families uh, that were modern parents that want to like have something like a fun way to maybe start to introduce their kids to some characters that are a little darker. Uh, not that that was what was going on here per se, as far as like the history of Dracula and everything, but like to start like getting like some little familiarity with with Dracula and you know Dracula lore and stuff like that. So um, I when I when I did some looking, you know, I saw that it was estimated that the budget for this movie was somewhere between eighty five and one hundred and four million dollars, and it pulled in three hundred and fifty eight point four million. So that's a that's a pretty decent hit for. Uh, you know, 2012, and uh, I know they made more. So, you know, I thought this was, like, entertaining, like, fun, like, family fair in, in, in the horror direction. And, uh, you know, uh, it's not something that I'm necessarily going to check the sequels out for uh, or watch again, but I'm, I, I guess I'm glad I had the opportunity to see it. Uh, now, what I have been waiting for with stated breath, uh, because I uh, know how strongly... Uh, our very own uh, king of horror feels about Adam Sandler and uh, David Spade and Kevin James and that whole crew, I have been waiting so very much and want to know uh, so very badly what the king of horror thought about Hotel Transylvania. (laughs) No. Uh, No. 
I mean, I'll just I'll keep it very simple because it just I it, I started it on Thursday and I finished it today uh, because every time I got a little bit into it, I would just find myself saying nope and then shutting my computer off and then walking away <laughs> and then finding something like better to watch. Jordan Peele. Like, yeah, I just you know nope. Like I would let. I would let maybe 15 minutes go by, and then I would get annoyed, and then I would just walk away, and then I would put some horror movie on because it's like Fear Fest on AMC. And then I would go back to it, and I'd be like, all right. So today was like the last like little bit that I had to watch, and I, when it ended, I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. I was like, this took me since Thursday to finish it. And I was like, because every time, like, I would just be like, no, 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 no. And then I would just walk away. And then at some point, I just clicked in the autopilot and just kind of just, uh, you know, cribbed a lot of notes because I just didn't feel like writing any more notes about this movie. Like I was just offended the entire time that uh, this movie exists and that not only this one exists, but there's like several more, but uh, oh. three more. So, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, a series. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, offended. Mm-hmm. Wow. But we're only talking about this one. Damn. So, yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah. So the movie opens with Dracula uh, entering a baby's bedroom uh, and as he gets to the crib, he immediately starts with the Adam Sandler bullshit going peekaboo and blah, 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 blah. You know how he does. That's what he's famous for. Uh, and we find out that uh, he's making noises to his newborn baby Mavis because in this animated universe, vampires fuck and have children, apparently. Um, and he's also uh, in the process of building a place for monsters. Uh, doesn't officially say it's a hotel, so- but it is. Um, so you're saying you've never seen a vampire movie where they fuck. Is that what you're saying? Because you're like, in this movie, apparently vampires fuck. I've never seen vampire well, offspring except for the Twilight. <laughs> Hold on. That's the thing. That, and I knew where King was going with that because I questioned it too. You know, like vampires, okay, do they fuck? Yeah, they fuck. But like vampire lore, one of the big things is the fact that they don't have children because they don't age. So that's mm-hmm. also why it's like, you know, no, against don't. vampire, most, you know, okay, most, and I'm going to use this term, which is a little bit weird, but most civilized vampire lore that they don't bite <laughs> children because you create an immortal child, as we see in Interview with the Vampire, and as what becomes mm-hmm. problematic in later Twilight films, which, you know, at some point or another, you, you guys will see. Yeah. Oh! Uh, <laughs> no. Good old Renesmee. No. Yeah, no, it does happen. Creepy baby. Uh, so he tells, Creepy uh, baby. <laughs> he tells Mavis uh, stories about scary humans and how they can never go outside. Of course, Dracula needs to sing Mavis a song using a ukulele because it's fucking Adam Sandler. Also, uh, the mom is dead. Um, so she she's not around, so Dracula has to raise his daughter on his own. Uh, it was literally, I would rather have drills put into my ears, but I had, to, I had to do the movie, so I had to listen to him fucking sing. Um, so anyway, a worker tells Dracula that the hotel is nearly ready and it won't be acceptable to humans, but of course, uh, don't set up any fireworks or have any big shows. Uh, then we cut to the big day, which is present day, uh, and guests are beginning to show up, including a werewolf named Wayne, along with his wife Wanda, and hundreds of wolf offspring, which is more believable than vampires fucking having kids because you believe they're fucking like dogs, so they're going to have a bunch. But anyway, um, a mummy <laughs> named Murray... Uh, delightfully voiced by CeeLo, uh, the invisible man, uh, David Spade, and uh, Frankenstein's monster named Frankie, which is very fucking clever. Uh, these monsters come every year to celebrate Mavis' birthday with Dracula, 
While Murray, the mummy, chats with Dracula, Frankie uses the lower half of his body to fart on Murray, uh, and he gets blamed so on Murray because she had Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not the we get Joe. this one. It's a, Loppy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's the once lady land. Well, me and Leslie got married. Cool thing is, I'm just kidding, doing just fine. Yeah, uh-huh. all all of this is happening in the lobby scene. Pain. This is this is all within the first first fifteen really? minutes. Sorry. Yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna say, man, you guys are all throwing out fucking songs, you know? Like, like honestly, like hearing "Medium Pace" by Adam Sandler. Like, I remember hearing that for the first time and like probably almost shitting myself laughing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all. <laughs> So yeah, it's the first thing, but, about the, the fall thing. Yeah. yeah, the lobby scene though, it's like you get bombarded, like just in the lobby scene alone. Uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Dracula, the Wolfman, the Mummy, the Invisible Man, werewolves, the Headless Horsemen, zombies, the Blob, Bigfoot, witches, some walking skeletons, gremlins, chupacabras, gargoyles, creature from the Black Lagoons, the Fly. Uh, Day of the Dead Mariachi Band, the, bra- the Brain That Wouldn't Die, Hydra, Haunted Suits of Armor, Ghouls, Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors, uh, the, the Creature from London After Midnight, and Yetis. And that's just in the fucking first 15 minutes, just in the lobby there. So that's what I'm talking about, is that when you're watching this, your kids get bombarded with all of this stuff. And that's when, you know, that kind at that age, it's like that's when their eyes are all like <clears throat> trying to soak all of this in. And that's when you'd be like, well, who do you want to learn about? And you have like just all these monsters that are getting thrown at your kid's attention here that you can bring up and tap into later and be like, okay, well, now we're going to check out some movies from here. Now we're going to check out some movies from there. And I like that they went. Put that and, on the pizza delivery you know, guy. Uh, <laughs> But I like how they went and did their research and like just pulled a bunch of classic monsters from movie history. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> so awesome, just so awesome. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, how how so, awesome was yeah, it? King? So, so anyway, Dracula makes it a point to talk about how much dangerous and fatter humans are getting, and also wear less clothing to strangle people with. And then Frankie's wife, Eunice, shows up, and guess what, everybody? It's Fran Drescher. And she's immediately oh, uh, doing Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher. So, yeah. meanwhile, we find well, out that Mavis What do you expect Fran Drescher to be? You're, you're trying to make it sound like Fran Drescher is like a, a fucking Oscar winner. Yeah, you, did you enjoy this movie? Tell me shush. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you enjoyed this movie, so I'm shushing you because you enjoyed this movie. Um, so, you know, you saying, what's that for? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Mavis is turning 118 years old, and she wants to visit the world. Uh, she's all excited to go to Hawaii, uh, but the Hawaiians call it different things because they're vampires. So they call it uh, Hawaii Wee and Hawaii Wi-Fi and other funny things like that because it's adorable. Um, the Dracula stops her because everyone is coming <laughs> to see her for the party, and she just wants to meet someone her own age. He, uh, he tells her to go visit a human village just past the cemetery, and she's like, hell, yeah, I want to go. Uh, Eunice busts in with the others, and they're like, but you can't. Uh, Mavis still wants to go, so um, Jackie was going to let her, uh, much to the, the disagreement of Frankie, who's like, by the way, remember, fire's bad. 
uh, because remember how classically Frankenstein's monster said that a lot in the book and in the movie? No, no. It's funny. Can, can you remind um, us? Can you remind us? No, yeah, no us, I don't want to. I want to move on. So anyway, <laughs> Mavis turns into a bat. What are you talking and about? And leaves I with them. Um, King, what are you? What are you not? Uh, no, because none of that actually happens. You uh, see the, that uh, None of that actually now. happens. No. So anyway, uh, Mavis leaves uh, as Bat, and Dracula follows her uh, as Bat. Uh, she uh, arrives at a human village where Dracula spies on her. Uh, the village is seemingly deserted until some humans show up wanting to kill her because she's a vampire. They hilariously shove garlic bread in her face and yell at her for being a vampire. But we discover this is all just a ruse by Dracula and they're actually ghouls. Uh, he calls them zombies, which are incorrect. They're actually ghouls. Um, but one of the ghouls stabs another ghoul in the head, and they all end up catching fire. Mavis realizes that her dad's right, and she flies back to the castle. Um, stop calling them zombies, Dracula, because they're not zombies. They're not flesh eaters. They're actually ghouls doing their bidding, uh, and that's what they are. Anyway, um, Dracula goes to visit Mavis in her room, and she tells Dracula that he was right about humans, that she'll never leave the castle again. Dracula's like, that's fucking tight, yo and gives her some pancakes with worms in it. Uh, that's apparently her favorite, and she's also going to get a gift from her mom uh, on her 118th birthday, so that's fucking dope. Um, Dracula oh, goes downstairs and discovers a human backpacker has arrived, much to his horror and surprise. Uh, his name is Jonathan, and he heard a story about a spooky village and followed the ghouls that were on fire back to Hotel Transylvania. Dracula tries to get rid of him, but he's immediately flooded by questions by the guests. So Dracula ends up in a closet with Jonathan and going through his belongings is terrified by his iPod. He tries to scare Jonathan, but Jonathan happens to like squeaky shit. Uh, so Dracula decides to disguise oh, Jonathan as a Frankenstein monster. Down my face. Um, yeah, that's not in this one. Um, maybe a bit better. Um, but so anyway, uh, Quasimodo shows up. Guess what? Voiced by John Lovitz, another fucking hilarious fucking human being uh, showing up in this fucking movie. Uh, with his uh, pet rat, Esmeralda. And Esmeralda's like, hey, guess what? That person's a human. And uh, so Quasimodo doesn't really believe that Jonathan's a monster, but uh, Dracula's like, believe me, he is. And then, uh, you know, Jonathan finds out that there's a fucking skeleton uh, in this place. And he's like, holy shit, uh, this is real. Like, this is uh, real life. And uh, he tried well, to escape. He tried to fit. He, he, he tried to finger some chick, some chick skeleton, man. That's not cool. <laughs> no, he, he put his whole hand in there, so he was just gaping Oh, oh, he uh, finger the skeleton. Oh, my you bad. Can't put your hand in another, you can't so, put your hand in another man's fucking yeah. you know, bony protrusion. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so Jonathan's like, oh, I'm out of here, bro, because I don't like it, and uh, tries to escape. Uh, but he runs into Mavis, and he, uh, he, he uh, zings. Apparently, no, we'll find you out about it. what that you means later, um, because that's a plot fucking point uh, that we have to bring up a little later. So that's why I said it early to get it out of the way. Um, Dracula rushes him away from uh, to a bedroom, and Dracula tells him that he doesn't drink human blood because uh, there's so much fat in it. So he drinks blood substitutes, um, you know, because it's fucking hilarious. Uh, then he tells Jonathan that he built uh, the hotel for all the monsters to have a safe place to relax. And Jonathan's like, kind of like uh, a hotel for monsters. And Dracula's like, well, that simplifies things. And that's also hilarious because I think that's when we're supposed to laugh as an audience. Um, but instead, Dracula turns into a bat and tries to carry Jonathan outside. But Mavis is like, hey, 
and then they're like, <laughs> hey. And um, so uh, unable to get Johnny uh, out of the hospital, uh, not the hospital, I wish I was in the hospital right now, uh, <laughs> no, to get Johnny out of the hotel without notice, Dracula quickly improvises that Johnny is a party oh, planner. Oh, he is a woman. Yeah, and you totally um, skipped over that Johnny was trying to get out because he had Dave Matthews tickets that he had to go see because he's like, you know, your brother. (laughs) My brother would never be in a place like this. He he, he would be in like a Trump Tower somewhere. I don't know if he would ever be in a hotel for monsters. I mean, he gets nervous just seeing a vampire, and I'm not even talking about like a cool one. I'm talking about like the the traditional ones. But anyway, um, so – Dracula was like, oh, hey, what am I going to do with this fucking guy over here? Like, my daughter's like, wants to bone him, and i got to get rid of him. But, and everybody knows about him, so it's just like, oh, I'll, I'll say he's a party planner. And they're all like, huh, Dracula, you, you're, you're planning a party for your, your daughter and you're letting somebody help? And he's like, yes, I am. Uh, so anyway, um, all this time, uh, Johnny becomes like a fucking huge hit, just like that, but um, – he ends up trying to get uh, escorted uh, through a secret exit uh, under the castle, um, and he can't find it, Dracula, that is. And then uh, Mavis runs into him again, and that's when Johnny's like, hey, I'm, I'm Johnny Stein. Um, I'm, I'm a cousin of Frankenstein's monster, which they never fucking call him Frankenstein's monster. They just fucking call him Frankie and shit, because uh, it's Kevin James, and he's big, and he's hilarious. Uh, and he's like, yeah, uh, you know, you have uh, uh, fucking my right hand shit, right? Yeah, he says there's something about him being his right-hand cousin, and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I believe that. Um, anyway, I was on autopilot at this point, so I forgot a lot. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> it's Johnny okay becomes a hit. Because... Uh, <laughs> yeah. He becomes, he becomes a new cool, cool they have, like, a huge pool party. He'd be, they have, a, like, a huge pool party, and, like, fucking Johnny's like, hell, yeah. And they fucking, like, they embrace him, and they, and they do all this shit. And Dracula's like, yeah, but your makeup. And he's like, whatever, man. I'm having a good time, and, and fucking uh, they're doing high dives off the tentacle of an octopus, um, and just, it all seems, like, really good, but Dracula has to, like, uh, unplug the pool, and he's like, fuck this, like, uh, I'm so tired, because everybody's like, he's the fucking coolest guy, and he's like, but I'm Dracula, and, like, but I'm cool, and then he kind of makes it seem like Johnny left, and they're like, why did he leave? Like, he was fucking cool, and he's like, yeah, he wasn't. Um, and he actually, he, uh, he's never going to date my daughter either because, uh, you know, he doesn't, he, she doesn't like his kind. And, and Frankie's like, hey, wait a second. Oh, you're talking about oh, me. What, do you, like, what do you mean, my, yeah. my kind? <laughs> our kind? Oh, she gets kind of racial or? Yeah, it, it gets kind of weird at that point because then uh, Frankie, uh, he, he is mildly uh, offended. Um, and then he says, well, uh, Mavis wouldn't, wouldn't date a guy with, uh, with red hair. And then the Invisible Man, voiced by uh, David Spade, who hasn't done anything funny since Chris Farley died, uh, he goes, but I have red hair. And, uh, and he goes, well, how was I supposed to know that? And then he has to pause because the audience is laughing too hard, uh, and they're not going to hear the next line. Um, but uh, he tells Johnny, like, hey, listen, they're all going to find out about the line. You have to leave. So track. Dracula orders him to leave, but uh, he's brought back by Mavis, who is unaware of uh, Johnny being, like, a, a real human. Um, so Johnny's like, hey, um, like, let's go to the rooftop and, and show you the sunrise. Um, and she's like, yeah, but I can't because I'm a fucking vampire and I'll burst into flames. He's like, no, it's just, like, stand behind me, like, an inch. 
and then you can watch it's, a sunrise. It's and because so, he just know, rolls, man. He just rolls. Yeah, I guess. Um, it's also just called stupid because, like, she would have burst in the – well, we will sign something even worse, but it's before the end of this movie. Like, there's something even fucking more egregious that happens. But anyway, uh, <laughs> she sees the sunrise, and she's like, wow, that was, like, the hottest thing I've ever seen. He's like, am I right or am I right? She's like, you're right. Uh, and I also think that humans are pretty fucking cool. Um, but then uh, we have to have, like, uh, another meeting between Johnny and Dracula, um, and they're still not getting along, right, because they're like, oh, button heads and stuff. And then um, they have this cool game where they fly around on tables, um, and Dracula's like, wow, that was, like, the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. He's like, you're the real deal, man. It, and then he's like, oh, It was what? like oh, uh, cool. Star Wars. It was Star Wars reference. But you wouldn't know that because you hadn't seen what? the movie. It was a Star Wars there was reference. A Star Wars that, reference that, when they were flying around on tables. Yes, that's oh. yes. There was. Okay. <laughs> there was. Yeah, it was See, when he, you know, he was telling the tables. Monkey. It was when he was telling the tables to fly in formation behind him. It was supposed to be Darth Vader and the two Tie Fighters. How do you know that? Was that actually in Star Wars? You know the dialogue. Because that could be uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I know the scene that he's talking about. I mean, it's it's one of those where, yeah, I guess you could read it as that, but it, any kind of, like, flight-based thing has had similar stuff, you know, whether it's freaking Iron Eagle or freaking Top Gun and whatnot. It's, like, typical, like, you know, hey, you know, I need my... my wingmen to, to, to be accompanying me here, you know, in this particular thing. But yes, this particular one, I see, I see what you mean with it being a Star Wars reference. I mean, sure. I mean, it, it's, why don't you throw another thing at me that I don't really particularly like? It, it's fine. Um, but Dracula was like, I'm having like the time of my life. And, and um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the uh, Quasimodo, the king was the hotel movie. chef. Um, anyway, going back to this wonderful blockbuster, um, uh, Quasimodo, the hotel chef, uh, with the help of his pet rat, Esmeralda, they learn that Johnny uh, is human, uh, and uh, Quasimodo kidnaps uh, Johnny because uh, he wants to, to cook him, you know, because uh, human meat is like the best meat, even though Quasimodo is technically human himself, so that's cannibalism, which um, never really comes up in this movie. Um, but Jack, uh, he intervenes and magically freezes Quasimodo to keep human, him from telling anyone Technically both. Technically, he's just a victim of societies and it's ill wills towards the uh, hunchbacked sort. Um, but anyway, uh, Quasimodo is frozen um, and he can't tell that uh, Johnny is human to anyone. So Dracula leads Johnny to his quarters and shows him a painting of Martha, uh, Mrs. Uh, Dracula, if you will, you allowing Johnny to realize... <laughs> you know, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> I was like, so... Uh, it allows Johnny to realize why Dracula built the hotel, and he became overprotective of Mavis because. Um, so anyway, there was like um there was like a, a fire, right? And uh, like there's a painting of this in the museum that that Johnny saw, and uh, he was like, oh well, they both died, right? And Dracula was like, well, no, only one died. And Johnny was like, what? And he's like, right. And then you find out that that was his wife that, that perished in that fire. Bum, bum, bum. Um, and that's why uh, so that's humans are so bad. Is, it's because it's like, whoa. It's, 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 it's like, whoa. I, it's like, what? It's like, I was just like, holy <laughs> shit, that's like a huge plot point. Like, that's, that's amazing. 
Like, um, you know, because they, they um, you know, they, uh, Dracula and uh, Martha, they um, they went to Hawaii, right? And um, they, like, they, oh, we, they we? fucked, right? They, they fucked, right? And then they, they had a baby together. But they were in Hawaii. Um, you don't know why they went to Hawaii. Like, they, they went to the, the sunniest fucking place on earth. But um, apparently they, they went at night um, and uh, had a great time in Hawaii or Hawaii, if you will. Um, uh, but that's where, that's, you know, that, that's, where, uh, that's where vampire babies come from. Uh, much like in Twilight, where they also went on an island getaway, had sex, and had a baby. Um, but more on that when we cover uh, Breaking Dawn at some point. Um, no! Anyway, going back to Hotel Um Yeah, there, so there are differences. Johnny, yeah, well, not much, uh, but we'll get there because uh, we're going to cover it. Uh, so anyway, uh, Johnny uh, then agrees to leave for good at last, but Dracula notices that uh, Mavis and Johnny are like fucking like the real deal. Uh, so he finds Johnny. He's like, well, you know, maybe you could just like fucking hang out for a little while because it's, it's her birthday and everything. And, and Johnny's like, for sure, man, for sure. He's like, I'll, I'll fucking hang out. So he hangs out. Um, and the party is a big, great success uh, the next night. Uh, Mavis is like, holy shit, like this is fucking tits. And uh, Mavis is like so excited to get the gift from her mom that's been dead for like 118 years, I guess, because I don't think she ever met her mom. Uh, they don't really make that clear, but it's probably that. Um, and then uh, Johnny and Mavis have their first kiss, and then Dracula's like, hey, uh, that's not cool, sir, and uh, accidentally confesses to deceiving Mavis uh, with the town. And he's like, oh, uh, those were, again, saying zombies, and they're not zombies. Uh, he was like, hey, uh, they were zombies, and I, I tricked you. Um, I'm really sorry about that. And then a still frozen Quasimodo shows up, and uh, there, there's a fly, and he's like, "Oh, I, I speak, um, I speak frozen." And then he's like, "Oh, he says that, uh, you know, there's a human here, uh, and he's getting away." And uh, the guests are, are outraged by this. Um, they don't really like this at all, and they feel like, "Wow, Jackie was full of deceit." Um, and Mavis is like, yeah, but that's, that's like, cool, though. Like, right, Johnny? Like, I, I still want to fuck. Like, I still, like, I'm still into you, man. Like, I still want to Oh, yeah, she, she definitely still, still wants that dick. <laughs> yeah. And instead of being like, that's cool, babe, and then fucking, you know, like, breaking you, into that 118-year-old puss, like, he just, <laughs> you know, Johnny doesn't put her pussy in a body bag at all. Instead, he's just like, you know what? I, uh, I think I need to go. Uh, and... He sees that Dracula was, like, all, like, sad and shit. So he's like, hey, I don't like monsters. And she's like, what? He's like, yes, I said I do not like monsters. I'm going to leave now. So while all the monsters that could kill Johnny very easily without really kind of any hesitation, uh, they let him go and uh, leave um, because, you know, because they're scared. uh, Because... Because Dracula taught them and raised all of them to be scared of humankind. Yeah, so. I refuse to believe that there's not one monster in that fucking whole hotel won't be like, you know what, I'm just going to take his head off. I don't believe that. I don't believe that they're all, every single last one of them is fucking terrified of, of, of uh, humans. Like they're, they're, I, you know, it's fine. It's a cartoon. So it's a kid's cartoon, so they're not going to rip his head off and, and spike it and be like, yeah, blood. Like, no, 
it's a kids movie, so they they got to take the uh, the heart the heart out. Uh, so anyway, um, a heartbroken Mavis flies onto the roof with her mother's gift, and Dracula mm-hmm. follows in hopes of comforting her. Uh, we find out that this book uh, is from her mom, and her mom, uh, you know, just colored in a bunch of pictures about how her and Dracula met, uh, fell in love, um, and uh, zinged. Uh, like I said earlier, zing, right? did, that means that you're in love and, and you only zing once. But did, um, but didn't go into the whole fucking mm-hmm. thing. Didn't talk, didn't talk about that. <laughs> uh, you know, because, like, you know, her mom, uh, real quick, like we said, died. Um, and instead of leaving, like, uh, her daughter some sick cash or jewelry or something, um, she just colored a bunch of pictures and then just wrote about her and how her and Jackie fell in love. So it's, like, cool, man. Like that, that's wow. Really nice. you know, like I, oh, you man, know, just totally dissing everyone who sits there and gives a homemade present. You're like, no, no, jewelry and shit like that. Oh, no, <laughs> it's no, not no. good enough for him, <laughs> obviously. He's a fucking fancy man. You no. Know, he needs ex- you know, extravagant you're, gifts. Yeah, you're, you're hundreds damn, of damn, old damn vampires. Jake. You're going to design a fucking gold ring laying around? I, I didn't no, realize no, you were I'm such a material give girl, King. No, I'm a material bitch, all right? I like my materials, all right? I like cash. I like jewelry. I like gold. I like fur-coated jackets. I like all that shit. You know, I'm sorry. They're fucking vampires. They have gigantic castles. She couldn't leave, like, one fucking painting? I mean, goddamn. I mean, it's fine. It's fine because it's like, okay, she's being sweet and everything. And, you know, yeah, I, I just, you know, it, it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's like, oh, you know sentimental. Like, that's cool. Like, I never met my mom. I don't even know what she looks like except for these fucking paintings. But anyway, um, you know, uh, Dracula (laughs) apologizes to the patrons, uh, and Dracula, like, gets uh, Frankie, Wayne, uh, Griffin, the visible guy, and Murray, uh, the mummy, uh, to head out into the human world to find Johnny uh, with the scent-tracking ability of Wayne's daughter, Winnie. Um, They learn uh, that he's about to catch a flight back to the United States, and they're like, yeah, man, like, we have a plane to fucking stop because we're, we're going into romantic comedy territory and we're going we're gonna to end up at the airport. But we don't end up at the airport uh, because uh, they're heading there, but they get stopped at, at a town celebrating uh, Monster Fest um, because apparently all these monsters come from one central location in Transylvania. And in no way do they come from Wales or Germany or Sweden or London or anywhere else. They're oh, my God. That, the king is they're shooting on a horror con. It's a, it's a horror con. monsters in this particular town. It's Transylvania. Something it should only be Dracula. That's his fucking territory. Okay, but so what? At every horror con, should we only celebrate the monsters from that specific state? Well, that's different because that's reality. I'm talking about a fictional world, but that would be like a Phillies fan going to a fucking Mets game. This and being is like, reality. Yeah, yeah, that is reality. Yeah, what are you talking about? You don't think monsters are roaming around like that? You don't think they're hiding out in a fucking castle somewhere? Of course they are. They're afraid of you, <laughs> No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not afraid of me because they know I saw Hotel Transylvania and they're just hoping I like them. You know, and I'm, I'm and just, they go to the I'm town and town is... Town is full of a whole bunch of kings going around. Oh my god, I love this monster! Oh my god, I love that monster! Oh my god, it's Leatherface! I'm gonna lose my shit! I'm so fucking hard right now. Yeah. No, you know why? Because none of them would be scared of me, and they would all kill me within a second notice. So and that's why I wouldn't be so excited to to be there. Uh, they would all murder me. Like uh, monsters. You do. would. 
No, I, then you saw, monsters, saw you know? fucking you saw fucking Doctor Loomis. You'd be fucking whipping out your yellow bit, going, "Oh my god, can you please autograph this? Oh my god, you're my fucking hero!" Sit there and say, "Why would Loomis be at a fucking monster festival? Wouldn't he be trying to burn it down?" <laughs> Like, I think he would be trying to Van Helsing the entire fucking thing. And where was Van Helsing in this movie? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. He's just, you know, he, he's human. Somewhere. Maybe he comes human. <laughs> Good Lord, help me God. Uh, anyway, so Frankenstein, um, <laughs> he attempts to scare away the assembled crowd of humans uh, with a loud roar, but instead they, they applaud him, and they're like, we, we fucking love you, show us that dick. And he's like, no, thank you. Uh, this is crazy. They like us. Um, so he gets uh, humans to agree to help and uh, a team dressed up as vampires. Uh, they provide Dracula shelter from uh, sunlight uh, while he rushes to the airport because, uh, by the way, it's the middle of the day. Um, and Dracula shouldn't be out uh, in the sunlight because he could burn. But they put a fun little hat on him and then they protect him. So he's all right. Uh, so anyway, uh, they arrive at the airport too late. Johnny's plane is taken off. Um, so Dracula, he gets into, like, bad form, right? Um, but he's burning in the sunlight. He's not bursting in the flames like a vampire would. Uh, no, he's just kind of, like, gently burning a little bit um, as he's trying to get Johnny's Some attention. Some of them shine like um, diamonds. Uh, <laughs> ooh, so and there is, and there I would is rather he's shining like diamonds. Joke. There is a Twilight joke here. There is. There is. Yeah. And uh, Dracula's like, hey, this is, <laughs> this is uh, what they think of us and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Then we forgot that 15-minute long joke where he's like, oh, the airport, it's over there, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I don't say blah, 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 blah. And he's like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, oh, man, I had to stop the movie from laughing so hard. I just, what, what a a knee slapper of a joke that was. Um, but so anyway, Dracula right now, uh, as we're talking, he's uh, trying to get Johnny's attention. Uh, he's watching Twilight, like the ghoul had said. Um, so Dracula decides to make his way to the windshield of the plane and uses his mind controlling uh, power to the pilot. Um, so he can pull away to the pilot on the, yeah, I mean, it would be it would have been great if he just pulled out a fucking guitar and then showed up in the first class or whatever the fuck they were. And then he was like, ah, I'm, I'm singing to you now. Like I did in that fucking movie that was also in the 80s. You know, and Billy Idol's here too. And for some reason, Billy Idol's there. But, you know, he's in monster form. Right. He's, he's the monster. Yeah, too right, you know. But anyway, um, <laughs> he takes over and apologizes on the PA's uh, playing system. And, uh, you know, states that Mavis has grown up and can make her own decision. So Johnny's like, you know what? I accept that apology. Um, and then Dracula and I'm going to get that pussy. Once more. <laughs> oh, he is going to slay that 118-year-old pussy. Um, so he uh, returns to the uh, Transylvania. Uh, no, because I've actually like... seen people dress up like Mavis, and I was like, nope, doesn't do it for me. It's just It's weird. Like, no, she's a child. So, you know, she might be 118, but it just reminds me of Kirsten Dunst in Interview with a Vampire. Like, fucking poor person, a kid forever. You know, she's never going to get laid. Not like that. You know, so she died the best death because, you know what, I'd rather go that way than fucking live my life immortal as a kid. Because you could just never get ass. And she was upset about that, as she should. But anyway, Mavis is going to get a lot of ass. Um because there's like several more movies in this, because I'm sure she's going to show up, and I'm sure there's going to be kids at some point. But anyway, um, that's the next you one. Know, Dracula, <laughs> Dr- what? God damn it. 
Anyway, yeah. uh, Dracula <laughs> returns Johnny uh, to Mavis, and he announces that he now approves of Johnny. Um, Johnny confesses to Mavis uh, that their zing was mutual, and uh, the two kiss, but, like, Dracula is, like, freaks out, and he's like, arr, and shit. And he's like, oh, wait, I'm, I, I, you know what? Do that again. I'm sorry. Old habits die hard. Um, you know, and Johnny says that they zing, but, you know, did somebody tell him about the zing thing? Like, I think that they did. I just missed it because I was on autopilot halfway through this movie. Um, so he, he knows about that. Um, and then the, uh, the monsters finish uh, celebrating Mavis's birthday um, by having um, a soundtrack uh, song um, called Zing. Yeah. Where Dracula raps because that, that's, it's Adam Sandler, and he, he's got a, uh, you know, He's cool. Uh, he's got a rap. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, it's Andy Samberg, who's also fucking fuck all annoying and never liked Andy Samberg or was Island or anything he did in SNL. But so he's got to sing too, and he, he and Selena Gomez also a singer got to sing, um, you know. And, and CeeLo, he's there. He had that one song, so uh, that fuck you song, and so he's got to sing. And, and oh. uh, you well, know, what, what yeah, if he? I wonder if he had roofied anybody at the. I wonder if the mummy roofied anybody at the, the party. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. You know, it's just, uh, you know, the best story I ever heard about him was on a podcast I was listening to. And a guy was like, I was next to Sewell on a plane and he farted himself awake. And then he just goes, sorry, y'all, my bad. And I was like, that was the funniest fucking story I've ever heard. I was like, I just, I love it. But because I can imagine that happening because he's a very plus size man. You know, who farts. But anyway, um, so they have the, uh, you know, the soundtrack uh, song play, and everybody fucking Wait, you think those regular-sized people uh, don't fart? No, they don't. I just they don't, because they're regular-sized people. Like, boom. Wait. Yeah, I'm on the air. You're not a regular-sized person. <laughs> you know, you're larger than life, because it, you're you're great. Anyway, so, yeah, that, that's... um. The movie ends with, like, fireworks and shit, and then it's just, like, the end, and then they... Uh, they do this whole animation thing where it's just like, hey, look, we're animated again, and we're, we're doing funny things because our, our characters are, are funny. Um, yes, but that's, 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 that's because there, that's, that, that is the traditional Gindy Tartoski style. So, like, from Dexter's Lab and Samurai Jack Tartoski. and all that. That's, I'm I don't even know who that is. I'm trying you know to tell Dexter's you, but you... Laboratory? Dexter's no. Lab, Samurai Jack. Yeah, that, that's where he's nope. from. Is he created Dexter's I Lab? I didn't watch the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, did watch Clone Wars. Yeah. No. Yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars property uh, done through Disney. So Gennady uh, Tartakovsky. All right, so it's it's in his animation. G- Gendi- Ooh, I mean that's Gennady Tartakovsky. Yes. Oh, I'm going to be y'all. a dick and piss all over it. I'm a moody fuck that needs my prunes. Oh. <laughs> no, because I don't know who the fuck that is. That's like fucking, you're like, oh, it's Kennedy Tartakovsky. You know, like, fucking, he did all this shit. I'm like, well, that's great. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, like, go, go, Kennedy Tartakovsky. Fucking, you know, it's great. Like, I'm, I'm proud of him for what he's accomplished. I am, because he fucking directed a, a, a movie, you know, and he has several animated series. So, yeah, he's doing a lot better than me. So, I mean, you know. Who am I? I'm just a fucking podcaster making fun of a stupid movie. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody else had a fun time, right? Like everybody else enjoyed Hotel Transylvania. I mean, you know, no, I'm in out. 
it's fine, you know. I, I honestly, I, I, it took me a couple of days, but I watched it, and, and I put in a lot of other movies that I hadn't watched in a while. So it was kind of fun to kind of watch those and, and go back and, and see what's happening in that world. And, uh, you know, with that being said, as we close out the episode, uh, you know, Gould is your pick next week. So what are we talking about? So, you know, I thought long, I thought hard, and then uh, Hotel Transylvania 2. Yeah, think... Oh, <laughs> fuck, bro. Come on, man. Why'd you have to spoil it, dude? Um, no, Sorry. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I know, I know. No, I'm not going to go Hotel Transylvania 2, which I'm sure the king will appreciate. But uh, instead, we are going to no. go, and uh, we're going we're gonna to enter the fields of war. Um. Hmm. We're we are going to go It's a, 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 a splatter War film uh, It's a Spanish Splatter war film uh, That goes by the name of uh, Of Unicorn Wars And uh, yes King Your, your, your torture is going to be Continued as we feature Yet another animated what film in the holy this. fuck yeah. Oh yeah Indeed oh. Uh, well, so, guess so. what, guys? I, I'm going to the hospital next week, and I will yeah. not be here. Um, I, you know, King, okay. I have a feeling that you might you might enjoy this one a little bit more than Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> that's so okay. Well, let's not put the unicorn before the cart, as they say. Uh, so yeah, Unicorn Wars. Um, yeah, we're talking about that next week. So we are sticking in the world of animation and talking about uh, unicorns. Are you a brony? Is that what it is, Ghoul? You just you're How a brony you know? and you just want to get it out. Oh, I just I, I, I just took a wild stab at it. Look at you my know, and he, He's going to let it sparkle. <laughs> I mean, you know, King's just, you know. King's just jealous because he didn't get custom uh, skeleton My Little Ponies from me. That's all. I mean, I might be wrong, yeah. but did, did the king not just name My Little Ponies? So, yep. so maybe, it, maybe it is you that is the brony, sir. I said Sparkle. That's the <laughs> fucking name of, a, of, uni, uh, of My Little Pony is Sparkle? I just fucking said the word. Sparkle? I don't know that was a fucking name. Well, Twilight see, I said Sparkle. Sparkle. I said Twilight Sparkle. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening yo, to this Yo, open up the show. Is it a whole bunch of My Little Ponies fall out? <laughs> That's where I keep don't the body. Don't that. We don't open up the You've been lying all this time, <laughs> saying, collecting DVDs <laughs> and, like, physical media. It's just fucking My Little Pony. <laughs> he hides all of the My Little Pony under all, all of his Fright Rag shirts. That's what it is. That's why he keeps buying Fright Rag shirts. It's because he keeps buying My Little Ponies. <laughs> so he has to keep buying more shirts to cover up the ponies. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, Dean, thank you so much for list, uh, for joining us in this episode of the show, and we'll see you back next week for Unicorn Wars. Mm. Let's, uh, let's get to it. All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Monkey, thank you so much for your <laughs> film pick of Hotel Transylvania, and we'll see you back here next week for Unicorn Wars. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror. Good night, everybody. Mwah. All right, cool. Why don't you go ahead and send yourself off? They scared everybody. The unicorns oh, yeah. are coming. Unicorns. <laughs> That's the end. Uh, and as we, we, we close out, uh, I am your old pal, the king of horror, Andy G, telling you to keep America strong. 
watch a fucking horror movie for me. Please, out there, do me a favor. Watch Blood a horror War. movie. Uh, hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail Odorous. Dear Lord, somebody get me out of the world of animation. See you next week. <laughs>